So today we're celebrating the memorial of Saint Januarius, or more commonly known by many as San Gennaro. San Gennaro was the bishop of the Diocese of Benevento in the latter part of the third century. And uh, history tells us that he died with his companions in about the year 305 by being thrown to bears by the Emperor Diocletian. Not much else is really known of him, about his life. The things that we know most significantly about St. Januarius deal with the miracle uh, that happens with his blood. Supposedly, some of his blood was saved uh, once his body was buried. And the blood, of course, over time began to harden, became uh, petrified. But on certain days during the year, including the main day, today is feast day, the blood would liquefy miraculously and then go back to being hard again. And so it's on this day that the people of Naples, and he died right outside of Naples and is the patron saint of Naples, that city in the southern part of Italy, gather together for this miracle. Because supposedly, you look at history, the times that the blood does liquefy, the Lord blesses Naples in a great way. But there are certain days when it does not liquefy, which means that arguably some bad thing is going to happen to Naples. And so it is a very, very big thing for the Neapolitans. And, and, and I've always been very interested in the miraculous and these types of things. Uh, and so it was in the year 1999, when I was in Rome, I was freshly ordained a deacon. I took a group of other seminarians to Naples for the first time to witness this miracle, to be a part of this great thing. Um, and so we got on a train early that morning, about 10 or 11 of us, uh, and we took the train down to Naples. Now, Italy is a beautiful country. Naples is one of the cities in the south. It is not very representative of the beauty of Italy. It is a pretty nasty town, a very old town, one of great history. We go there, there are tons of people there in Naples at the time coming to witness this miracle. So we get into the basilica, the cathedral, and it is packed full of Neapolitans, packed full of people. And what happens is they do sort of like a little vigil the night before where they have the relic, which you can see, although it hasn't liquefied yet, and there are people trapped in the, in the, in the chapel. And we had heard, whether this is true or not, that all during the night they're going, sangue. Sangue, sangue. Sangue means blood in Italian, waiting for this miracle. So we get there and it's so packed, the miracle or the, the blood has been removed from the chapel and they're about ready to or hopefully to start mass. Because the change of the blood, if it's going to happen, usually happens at a certain period in the day, in the morning. Well, we're there and all of a sudden we hear, oh, Grazie a Dio! Il sangue ha cambiato! È miracolo! Miracolo! The blood has changed. It's a miracle. They're screaming and yelling. People are clapping. They're singing. Well, the blood's changed. It means God is not going to curse Naples this year. So the cardinal comes down, and they're, they're going to be getting ready for Mass. So they have this big, beautiful Mass. They're singing. They're rejoicing. It's fantastic. Well, we're there to come to the Mass. We really want to see the miracle. We want to see the blood. But they're not going to allow people to venerate the relic until after Mass and even until after lunch. So we have some time to go spend before we come back for the miracle. And so we're looking for a restaurant. If you know Naples, Naples is very famous for its pizza. Uh, while Rome has pizzas very, very thin, the Neapolitan pizza tends to be a bit thicker, uh, richer, kind of like American pizza. 
And so we're going all over. We finally found this piazza that is able to sit in this restaurant. It's a big restaurant, uh, 10 guys. We're all seminarians or deacons. And so we sit down in this restaurant, and it is packed full of people. And they're drinking wine, and they're smoking cigarettes, and they're talking, and they're eating their pizza. It's packed. And so we all order some pizza. Now, I like the pizza con salsicce, the pizza with, with sausage, like a red sauce. They have some mozzarella, and they have that little Italian sausage. And so they bring all of our pizzas out. And we all have big glasses of wine. We're ready to celebrate the Feast of San Gennaro. Well, if you know anything about the Italian pizza, when they put mozzarella, it's, it's fresh mozzarella. It's not the kind of shredded stuff that we see, these big balls of mozzarella that kind of melt on your pizza. So we're all excited. Take this delicious piece of pizza and I begin eating it. But what happens while I eat it, because I guess I had forgotten that pizza in Italy is a little bit different than pizza in America, that one of the mozzarella balls isn't totally finished melting and it still has some consistency and it slips off the pizza down my throat and gets lodged in my throat. And I'm like <clears throat> trying to cough it up and it won't, it won't come up at all. And I realize that, that, that I'm choking and, 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 I, and, and it's not a good thing. So I tap my friend to the side and I'm like <clears throat> and he's laughing at me which, if you know who he is, he, that's what he would do, until he realized my face begins turning blue, that I'm not joking. Well, in the middle of this crowded restaurant, he, he stands up, I stand up, and he begins giving me the Heimlich in the middle of the restaurant. The whole restaurant shuts down, and everybody is looking at me. Here's the priest about to die in the restaurant. So my friend is giving me the Heimlich, and, and, and the, what's happening is the cheese is coming up, but it's like a big, long string. It falls... <laughs> right back down my throat. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die in Naples, in this restaurant. What is going on? Well, he keeps doing the Heimlich, which I don't like my friend that close to me hugging me in the first place. And, and, and he realizes nothing happens. All of a sudden, I, this is all sort of surreal, this Italian woman approaches. And this is a very Italian-looking woman. She is probably about 45, long, dark hair, mustache, <laughs> hair on her arms, big sausage fingers. And she comes up to my friend and basically says, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to kill him. Get out of the way. And so I'm, I said, whatever. So he, she pushes him out of the way and takes me, sort of leans me over and starts hitting me on the back like this, like, like having a baby. I'm like, what is this crazy woman doing? And, and, and the, the cheese is, again, it's coming up, but it's falling back down, and I'm still gasping for breath. And I said, I I'm going to die. No one can save my life. I mean, you see it on TV, people are saved all the time. Well, she decides, she says, this is not working. So she decides to reach with her big, meaty hands, shove them in my mouth, reach in the back of my throat. She grabs the cheese and pulls it out, and it flies across the room. Everybody just starts screaming, clapping. San Gennaro has saved his life. They're <laughs> clapping. And the woman's like looking at everybody, kind of doing like this. And I've just been violated by this woman's hairy hands. But at least I'm alive. So I'm totally embarrassed. My face turns from blue to red. And she gives me a big hug and kisses on the cheeks. And, and I'm just like, I would like to, I wish I died because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> So she goes back and she's like, look, I saved the priest's life. And so we sit down. 
Well, eventually the restaurant gets quieter, and, and then, then this, the, the maitre d', the, the waiter comes up and he says, Father, you will never believe it. Last year, see that man over there, he points to this guy at the table. That man, on St. January's feast day, was eating the same pizza, and the same thing happened to him. St. Gennaro saved you, and he saved that man. Praise San Gennaro. The whole restaurant erupts again, and they're clapping, and they're screaming. The man comes over and gives me a big hug, and I said, just give me a pizza and some more wine and get me out of here. So, well, they bring another pizza, because I'd spit all over the pizza. It was disgusting. So we eat the pizza, have a great time. So, of course, all of my friends are making fun of me for almost dying. And I give me any sympathy at all, but yeah, St. January saved my life. So I mean, that's the, the ultimate connection there. So I said, that, that, that should be enough for the day to say, what a blessing for me always to remember, and I always do, that St. January saved my life. Well, it gets, it gets interesting even more. So we travel back to the church. And we're there, and it's about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and if you know, most of the Italians take their reposa, they take their siesta. So we're there, and we want to see this miracle. So they tell us that they're going to come out at about 3 o'clock with the relic for us to, to be able to venerate it. Well, people start coming more and more, and we're the only, like, non-Italians. And if there's something that you know about Italy, particularly towards the southern part of Italy, the idea of order, the idea of structure, that doesn't really exist. So there's this Monsignor who comes out and he's holding the relic and it's in this, it's about this big and it's, it's a, like a glass dome almost. With, it's like metal circle, two glass pieces on either side and the relic's inside, the vial of the blood. And he comes up there and he goes, and, and you, he's Italian but he seems like a German. He gets up there in Italian and says, we will venerate the relic of San Gennaro. Make lines. Make two lines for this relic. And the Italians can't do it. Impossible. Impossible. Well, they, I've been here first. And they start screaming and yelling at each other. And being like, because what happens is if, if they're like two lines, the Italians just crowd. It's like the, the crowd, the, the front of the stage. Well, this priest is getting mad. He's angry. You crazy people, get in line. And they won't do it. He goes, fine. We will have no relic. We will pray the rosary until you people can learn to get in line. Well, they start screaming. They're cursing him, shooting him rude hand gestures in the middle of church. Well, he pulls out his rosary, and I've never seen. It was the angriest rosary I've ever heard in my life. Ave Maria. He's just like screaming the rosary at him, and he's pointing. Well, we're sitting in the back here realizing we may never venerate this relic because these crazy Italians can't get in line. Well, finally, the, there are certain ones that begin pleading, please, we have come all the way from, you know, Rome to see this relic, please get in line. So finally, after about three decades, there's like a semblance of a line. But the priest realizes what's happened. These, these people have been rude, they've been mean, they've been selfish. So they get up in line, and what he does is he has the relic, and he normally would like twist it so you could see the, the blood move, it's a black substance, and then he'd give you a blessing. Well, he's so mad. I remember, we're sitting in line, because we're in the back of the line. We don't want to get anywhere near this. He sees the people who were causing the trouble. He goes, the Father, turn the Holy Spirit to me. And he smacks them on the head. And they're walking away like this, and swinging the finger. And he's like, get out of here. And he does the next time. And they're cursing him out. Finally, we get up there. And he's like, eh. 
Seminaristi americani, che bravi, you know, American seminarians, how, how great you are, because we're all very orderly. And he's like showing us the relic. He's doing this, he's twisting it, and he's like pointing it to us. He's like the nicest guy. And he gives us his blessing, lets us kiss it, and everything's good. So we leave, and we're trying to get our train. And, and one of my friends says, you know, what did we learn today? St. Januarius, he can work the miraculous and he can provide the liquefaction of this petrified blood, but he can't work a miracle and make the Italians get in a straight line. <laughs> now, we have the sisters here, we'll say the Neapolitans, but they understand. So, the point of the story, I've always had a devotion since then to St. January, I sort of think it's some, some pretty amusing stories, but how, as I said a couple of weeks ago, the saints do take interest in our lives. Now, when I get to heaven, St. Januarius may look at me and say, you stupid person, why are you eating this pizza like this? You should eat slower. I don't know. But that connection that we do have with the heavenly realm and how the saints really sort of put a face to our faith, uh, that as we learn to connect with them as living individuals who do interact with our lives, it can really take our faith something being very, very abstract and making it much more real. And it also provides some amusing stories that I can tell every St. January's feast day that gets a few laughs and uh, at least hopefully makes the faith come a bit more alive. St. Januarius, pray for us.